There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hi, everybody. Just a quick message before we get started today, and that is that this week's episode was recorded live, and if you would like to see the video of the live recording, that is still available through December 10th. You can buy that at moment.co slash tsdw, and a little announcement is that we are now selling merch. You can check out the available merch at twoscarydidn'twatch.com. We have shirts, sweatshirts, totes with a very cool design by Ella Tolkien, and we think you're going to like it, so be sure to check it out. And with that, please enjoy this episode. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Okay, we have to wait a minute. Wait. I think this will play. Okay, hi! <laughs> How do we know? How do we know? There, there's no way to know. We just have to hope. I, did. I think it's happening. It's Maybe it's happening, or maybe, maybe we're just going to sit here and pretend that we're doing a show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, maybe, <laughs> the Horror Movie Recap Podcast. For those too scared to watch for themselves, I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and so I watch them so that you don't have to. And here we are, here all we are. three of us oh, we're in together. person. We're together. We're oh together. God, it feels good. It feels good. It feels right. Sammy, thank it feels you. Feels incredible. Feels incredible. Feels incredible. It's, it was very crazy getting set up for this tonight. We used to always do it like this. It's true. We used to always do it like this around a living room. After work. After work. We would have a few bottles of wine. Sometimes we would. <laughs> hey, on that note, cheers. 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 And to um, all of you, maybe, who are watching this, we hope. Um, <laughs> thank you for being here. Oh, Henley's mic is not working. Cheers. Henley's mic oh, is no. not working. Oh, no. Oh, no. Why would that be the case? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Is it not plugged into something? Jo- Joel? Is it, Joel, is it still not is working? It I don't know if anyone can hear me out there, um, <laughs> but if you can, I just want to let you know that I did wake up super early this morning. I did get on a flight mm-hmm. from New York. I did fly all the way here. It went immediately to Emily's house where I just took a shower and changed and I'm now doing this. So I feel kind of all out of sorts, but the gleaming light in my life was that <laughs> Sally Field was on my flight. Oh Sally my God. was on her flight. I forgot. Can anybody hear it? I can't. Hold on. We've been informed via Joel. If maybe you heard that. Maybe you didn't. That nobody can hear Henley. And we don't know. We don't know if that's true. And we don't know why it's true. I could try it, plugging it back in. Unplugging and plugging back in. We could um, share a mic. I don't know. We could, we could share a mic. 
We could just do that. We could do that. You, you just got to share for sure. Okay. You just got to share for sure. At least it's getting picked up ambient on your mics. That mic's cooked. Oh, the mic is cooked. Okay. We're putting the mic down. Perfect. We'll share. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> okay, we have to share. I'm sorry, Sammy. Um, I just wanted to... Okay, you guys... We can also share. See? Hi. <laughs> and this is why it's good to be together. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. when you're together, you can help each other out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you guys remember important. how somebody left a review saying that I sound drunk all the time? And every now and again, I'm like, I get it. <laughs> and I just need to let you guys know that I'm not drunk all the time. No. I'm never drunk when we record lately. Lately, but as we said at the lately. beginning, we were sitting around a couch sometimes. Yeah, like sometimes. currently, like I hear what my voice is doing. I do hear it. I'm not drunk. No, absolutely not. No. And you are the life force of this podcast. And well, if you were to ever change anything about yourself, I would quit immediately. Thank you. I wouldn't know what to change because if, <laughs> I, be if I were drunk, I could just not get drunk. But that's not what I am. And so that's not what I can do. Anyway, nobody heard you before, Henley. So you should tell everybody the exciting news about your flight. OK. The, the only thing I wanted to say, um, in case you guys missed it before, was that the most spectacular thing happened to me today, which is that I got to be on the same flight as Sally Field, National Treasure, Forrest Gump's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Like she was right there, right in arm's reach. And she was a delight. Like I didn't interact with her at all, obviously, but I did stare at her quite a bit. And I just have to say, chef's kiss to Sally Fields being out in the world really made me feel like my life is a very strange thing to be like in her presence at all. You know, I felt we blessed. We love to see it. Sammy, any thoughts? <laughs> How close were you to her? So, oh my God, you're going to blow up my spot, which is that I am here on a work trip. And oh. so, <laughs> she, so, so I got to fly first class don't hate me. Don't hate me. I hate myself a little bit. I'm jealous. I know it was, I don't, it's really fucking crazy. I had one of those lie back seats, feet up. Anyway, so I was really close because she was sitting right next to me. This is like fitting in with the menu. You'll have to see what your fate would be. I know, I know. I deserve (laughs) it. I deserve what's coming to me. I get it. Okay. I'm going to give the mic away now. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Um, so yeah, we are recapping the menu. I also just, this is going to be happening. Yeah, we've got a cat on a lap. Time we've got a cat in a lap. Mabel, this um, is sweet Mabel. This is going to be happening in some capacity for to any of us at any point. So, um, sorry. There's <laughs> or, or four cats. Four cats in the house. She's probably the only one who will make her presence known tonight. But we'll see. But yes, we are recapping the menu. Let me tell you about it. It's in theaters now. Directed by Mark Mylod. Written by Seth Reese and Will Tracy. Starring Ray Fiennes, Anya Taylor Joy. Her name is Anya. Oh, that's right. I really hate that. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> it's her name. I'm not allowed to uh, disagree with how it's said. But um, everybody it's, says Anya. It's like it's like uh, Anna Ferris. Everyone says Anna, Anna Ferris. That's true. But Anya shouldn't be. It. Wait, say it again. What is it? Anya. The way that she tells it to people is it's like aneurysm. So she needs to find a better way. Remember. She needs to find a better way to. It's like and and R- Rihanna is also Rihanna. It also is Rihanna. There's some so people should say it's Anya like Rihanna. That's better, yeah. But then also nobody will say it because nobody says Rihanna. Right, <laughs> true. It's Anya like not. It's not like aneurysm, though, because then it would be like Anya, Anya. Do you know Anya. what I mean? Yeah, and let's... That's not even right. <laughs> drag her. Drag her. 
Okay, yep, uh, Nicholas Holt, no controversy with that pronunciation. <laughs> nope. Love it. Hong Chow and John Leguizamo and a lot of other people. It's an ensemble cast, and yeah. I thought if I wrote them all down, it would be here all night. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Emily and I went to see this film together. Jealous. We did. This is like the team, some of the team behind Succession. So, so a lot of, yeah, a lot of cast from Succession. You'll see a lot of like familiar faces from Succession. Very Succession vibe, just in terms of like aesthetic. Mark Mylod has directed a bunch of episodes of Succession. Some of the very best episodes of Succession, in my opinion. Yep. Um, not the same team behind the I, I'm so worried Joel's going to come in here and tell us something's wrong. Um, <laughs> I keep like looking behind me. Um, uh, n- uh, not the same screenwriter as we get in succession, which is all I'll say about that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we we did see it. I, w- I did go into it thinking um, this isn't going to be scary. Like I'm, I yeah. was like, oh, there's no way. Like it's, it's one of those things where it's like and um, I, I had to look away several times i would say it's not like scary really? but it's tense and violent and so i did have to look away there's a, few a lot times. of gore happening it's a lot of knives it's a lot well of chefs notoriously. a lot of knives and a lot of just like eat, this feeling of like you know yeah like what's it got? Icky, you know icky. that that sort of mm. that sort of vibe so we're gonna tell you about it what do you know about it I we're not gonna watch the trailer because again i don't know how and it gives away too much I know nothing about it. I know it's about, well, I know it's about wealthy people eating out, <laughs> which is a favorite. That's all it's about. Which is a favorite genre of mine. Wealthy people eating out. Yeah, this is it's complicated in a restaurant. Um, my question to you is, do you prefer Ray Fiennes in this role or as Voldemort? I, I kept seeing Voldemort in moments. I'd be like, oh, it's Voldemort. It's Voldemort. Same. Same. <laughs> and, and let's get to it. Rafe. Rafe. Okay, so I looked it up. I watched pronunciation yeah, videos. It's because it's spelled Which Ralph. Again, spelled Ralph. Spelled Ralph. It's spelled Ralph. I What's used to say British people? I used to say Ray, and I think it's because his last name is Fines, so the Rafe f- Fines. of Rafe sure, gets sure, lost sure, in sure. the Fines. Rafe, Rafe Fines. It's Rafe Fines. Ray Fines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just took a big. Uh oh. I just took a big breath to prepare myself to say Ray Fines, and I choked. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Oh boy. Um, he is absolutely excellent in this. He's so good in this. What an actor, you know. What a true fucking actor. He's so good. And, and I don't make me choose, you know. This and Voldemort. I take them both. Yeah. Yeah. People also don't like that we talk about Harry Potter so much, so I'm sorry that I brought that up. Uh, I keep bringing it back. We are millennials. Um, It's just what it is. Well, I'm, yeah, I don't know anything else, and I'm really, really curious to know what happens in this film. I can't wait. Do we have trivia? We do, but is there something we should do first? Yeah, let's do that first. first. Yeah, we got a little surprise. We have a little little announcement. Um, We have... Merch, merch, baby. Merch, merch, merch. We've um, got some merch coming. It's some 
t-shirts, Ooh. long sleeve t-shirts, crew neck sweatshirts. <gasps> All things a, on your upper half. With a beautiful design by Ella Tolkien, who did our podcast cover art. She's incredible. So cool. And Such a great artist. Should we describe the image that it will Let's be? describe <laughs> the image. Okay, should I describe it? Yeah, you should describe so it. So it's um, a la the uh, iconic VHS cover for our favorite film, Poltergeist. <laughs> the one that we were all haunted by as children walking through the halls of Movie King or Blockbuster. Um, and... You know, it just has our logo on it and has an adorable little girl with a creepy, nasty little nightgown on. Nasty. Her hair's in pigtails. It is. There's a surprise little item next to her. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, oh. I'm not oh. going to tell you what You're that is. You're just going to have to find it. You're just going to have to find that for yourself. <laughs> anyway, I love it. Scoundrel. Um, I'm going to buy it in every uh, option that there is. There's a t-shirt, a long sleeve t-shirt, a crew neck, and, and a, Oh, and a tote bag. And a tote, and a tote, and a tote. Yeah, um, we're very, very excited. It's been lo- we've wa- long wanted to do this. Wanted to have g- great art, make a count, um, and and we're not. This is a somewhat limited release potentially, um, and it will go up. It will go up on our website after this show, and so you will be the first to know that there is merch available. Tooscaredandwatch.com. Tooscaredandwatch.com. Um. Okay, on this on that note, let's get back into let's get back into this back movie. Back in the menu, we got an eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, a seventy one on Metacritic, seven point five on IMDb. Budget thirty mil. It's made thirty seven million so far. That's you know, more. So it's more. Not a lot yes. more. <laughs> so, yeah, it's hard not to talk about all of our thoughts about the movie yet. But we will, and that but we will. But we will. We will. That's what we're here to do. Um, okay, I'm going to give us... Should we do some trivia? Let's do some trivia. Let's do some trivia. Okay. Um, okay, so here's some trivia about this movie. Number one, screenwriter Will Tracy came up with the idea of the story while visiting Bergen, Norway, when he took a boat to a fancy restaurant on a nearby private island and realized they were stuck on the island until the meal was done. So, you know, nobody likes to be stuck. Pretty scary. Pretty scary. Um, the lavish food layouts were prepared by renowned French chef. Okay, I'm going to try to say this. Dominique Crenn. Mm-hmm. 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 Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the only female chef in the United States to attain three Michelin stars. Wow. And she, Joel and I have been watching a lot of Top Chef. I, I think it's, I talk about it as much as you talk about Vampire Diaries. <laughs> but um, she, she's in there every now and again. And she's fucking cool, man. She's cool. Yeah. Um, and the food really does look beautiful. They do a really, really beautiful job, which on that same note, the second unit director is David Gelb, who is the director of Chef's Table okay. and uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi, just a lot of food programming. And so they really wanted to bring that to um, this movie, which makes sense. And I think they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We got a casting. What if love a casting? What if tell us, tell us in 2019, Emma Stone was attached to play the lead role with Alexander Payne directing. And then in 2021, Anya, Anya Taylor, like Stone and Mark <laughs> Mylod replaced for direction. Filming began. <clears throat> On September 3rd, 2021, in Savannah, Georgia. 
and filming it happened on um, the Jekyll Island shore. So that's the island. Jekyll Island is a scary name. That's, yeah, it's very spooky. spooky. It's spooky. It's pretty spooky. That's spooky. <laughs> Thank you. It's spooky. It's a spooky island. Um, there are 12 dining guests, just like the apostles in the Last Supper. That was clearly done clearly on purpose. Clearly done on purpose. Everybody knows you think of the number 12, you go, uh-oh. Oh, the apostles. Uh-oh. <laughs> Last Supper. <laughs> I know that number 12 from somewhere. And it's not eggs. <laughs> okay, okay. That's enough. <laughs> what if what if the trivia was it's it's 12 guests dining like the amount of eggs in an egg carton <laughs> could be could have been to represent i don't know oh, their, their, their individual lives oh, later could have been oh my god oh boy okay um, in the beginning of the film, the customers are led to the restaurant by Elsa and a few goats. Oh, wait, you, did, you guys really held out on me. There was, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a little trivia. There was no mention of goats. Um, you have not mentioned goats well, once. Have you heard of Henley? Have you heard of Henley? What's called a Judas goat? Of course, uh, we, I've are, heard of a we Judas are talking goat. about the last supper, left Who and right. Who has not heard of a Judas? I have not heard of a Judas okay, goat. Let me tell you what a Judas goat is. A Judas goat is a goat used to keep cattle and other livestock calm while being led onto trucks and into slaughterhouses. Sorry, Henley said, "Who hasn't heard of a Judas goat?" There's people that have Have you? I hadn't. I was completely bluffing. I'd never heard of a Judas goat. I'd never heard of a Judas goat. Never heard one. But you got me so good. I was like, I felt like an idiot. I don't know what a fucking Judas goat is. Well, now you do. Now we all do. Now Now we we all do. Do okay. Good. That that's really fucked up. That's like a fucked up thing to exist. I mean, that goat doesn't know what it's doing. It's just like around, you know. Yeah, but I mean, do you think it learns after a period of time? Like all my friends are gone. I keep walking my friends somewhere, and then they're gone. They're all gone. I don't know. I don't know. Mm, sad. Um, that is all the trivia I have. So I think maybe we, we talk just do it? about this movie. I think yeah. we talk about the movie. Let's, let's talk about let's it. Let's go. I'm dying to know. Okay, well, we'll give the caveat that this is a new release. Yep. Um, we saw it just the one time. When we're going to do our best. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yes, we are. we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're going to do our goddamn best. So we start on on a dock with Nicholas Holt and Anya Taylor-Joy. They are Tyler and Margot, and they are about to board a boat to go to a fancy restaurant. So so this is the, the meeting spot to be taken. I call, I call it a small yacht. A small yacht, a mini yacht. Not mini yacht, <laughs> if you will. And so we're seeing other, other of the guests that are arriving, mm-hmm. and Nicholas Holt, I can't emphasize enough how annoying he is in this movie. Never for one second is he likable. A note I have. It it made me like Nicholas Holt, the actor, less. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I felt mad at Nicholas Holt. Yeah, and I like Nicholas Holt. Me too. Not in this one. And I just hated him so much in this. Anyways, okay, so he's he's very, like, he's in this scene. He's a foodie, and he's obsessed. He's, like, recognizing everyone. He's like, oh, my God, that woman is a food critic. We see there's this food critic, Lillian, and her editor, I think. Mm-hmm. They're coming, and it's like, a, he's, like, uh, losing his shit over that. There's a rich old couple. Yes, okay, I have, I have the list of everybody. So there are 12 diners total getting like on this eggs. yacht. Like eggs. And Nicholas Holtz and Anya Taylor-Joy, they're a couple. 
Yes, they cut. They yeah, they are here together. Okay, she is his date to this experience. He led the charge. Okay, is he is he like a foodie person in uh, yes. life? Oh, like in a, real life? No, no, no. Sorry, I mean like is his job? Is he? Does he have a job? We like don't hear reviewer? it. We okay. don't get it. But I think he's just no. I think he's just like obsessed with food. Uh, a little like a rich kid because he does say that it's um twelve fifty uh. <laughs> Twelve dollars and fifty cents tonight. One thousand two hundred and fifty dollars per person to do this oh, dinner. Oh Jesus! So okay. th- these wow. are all the rich, rich, richy, rich people. Got it. Um, and on so the other guests for the night. It's, so it's it's uh, the two of them, Margot and Tyler. Then it is Lillian, a food critic, um, and Ted, her editor. There is yeah, a, a famous actor who apparently his character he bases character off of Steven Seagal. So it's like a sort of washed up actor mm. um, and his assistant. This, that's John Leguizamo. That's John Leguizamo. Um, uh, yeah, an older couple. Their names are Richard and Annie Liebrandt. Um, and then there are three just like finance tech douchebags. Like, you know, that that kind of guy. Um, and so that is everybody on the boat. As people are getting onto the boat, Margot seems to recognize the older man, Richard Liebrandt, and does a little like, oh, shit and like looks away and they don't make eye contact but we are led to believe there is some sort of they she doesn't want to see him there uh so they get on the boat and the they are served an oyster but not just a regular oyster it is an oyster with like i don't know foam on it foam <laughs> whipped whipped uh something sea foam. can we talk for one second about foam and yeah the fact we should that, that a fact that it, it's like I mean, maybe 10 years ago, it took the scene in all kind of like high class. Yeah, meal. they're doing it a lot on Top Chef of uh, 2012. <laughs> like, does anyone actually enjoy the f- I'm not rich enough to have ever actually had no, foam. I don't like the foam. And they're doing like they do like olive oil uh, powder instead of actual. And like, no, no, no. I'd want the f- I want, I the want food. it in the medium that it was originally in. Yeah, I don't want the foam. The foam isn't enticing to me whatsoever. Yeah. Well, that's very much this restaurant's vibe is like everything is just so uh, 12,000 or $12,000, $1,200 worth of, you know, it's plating. It's very pretentious and like, and, and yeah, just like everything is annoying. Every, all the food, Everything's all annoying. the food is annoying. <laughs> it's very, it's, but Tyler is eating it up. He's, he's taking his photos on He's like, yeah, so he's taking photos of everything. He slaps Margot's hand away as she reaches for her oyster before he takes his photo. And, uh, Margot, we get the sense that she's not really into this. She says, I like regular oysters better. Mm-hmm. She's a, kind of an odd one out in this group. Yeah. And um, we learn as we go. So we're going to Hawthorne is the name of the restaurant. And it's about a, a 30 minute boat ride. So they're on this little yacht. They're going to Hawthorne. Um, then they arrive on this gorgeous uh, island. And they're all being checked in as they get off the boat by the maitre d' Elsa. And she knows as soon as each couple comes up, she like knows their name. She's like, welcome and tells them what their names are. This is a white lotus moment. This is Yes, Henley's been singing that song. It's a banger, man. Oh yeah, we can't. We can't. We'll be here all night. We'll be here all night. But if you guys aren't watching, if you guys aren't watching White Lotus, at least watch those title credits because they are fun. They are fun. They are fun. 
Um, they're fun. So we, she, they're all getting checked in, and we finally get to Tyler and Margot. And Elsa says, "Oh, um, and welcome, Miss Westerfeld." And there's a little moment of like, "No, it's not. It's not Miss Westerfeld." And uh, he's like, "Oh, sorry, Miss Westerfeld, like, couldn't make it." And she's like, "Oh, what's your name?" And she says, "I'm Margot." And Elsa's clearly like not happy about this and it's sort of like yeah. okay um great margo and as they're walking away margo and tyler he, tyler's like well that was awkward and she's like it's fine no, don't worry about it but so everybody's a little bit like that's like not not what we thought was gonna happen mm-hmm. um and then elsa gives them a tour of the island as they like go to because the whole this thing is like you know obviously it's very expensive it's a very big deal it's like a whole experience to come to this restaurant and to do this dinner and so you the tour is part of it yeah, and they're like, these are the waters that your dinner will be uh, freshly caught, like whatever claims. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the older are. couple, though, the older couple goes like, "Can we? We're just gonna go straight to the dining room." Oh, we'll they're regulars. See you there. Yeah, they've they've been here before. They're like, "We're just gonna go straight to the dining room." But the rest of them get a little tory, and they see like, they're, they're like their scallops are being fished right now for one of their courses, and um, and then they get taken to the the slaughterhouse. Oh no! Sorry, the smokehouse where all their their meat is being like smoked, and Elsa tells them that their their meat is aged for 152 days. And one of the tech douchebags goes like, "Oh, what happens if you serve it on the 153rd day?" And she says, "Oh no! It d- does all hell break loose?" She says. Well, at this temperature, at the 150th, I found this online. I, I didn't remember this. Um, <laughs> at this temperature, on the 153rd day, the bacteria, having breached the interior of the flesh, would seep into the customer's bloodstream and produce a series of very unpleasant symptoms. Pathogens would spread into the customer's spinal cord membrane, at which point he or she would become incapacitated and shortly thereafter expire. So, yes, all hell breaks loose. <gasps> Whoa, this girl knows what's up. She's intense. And she loves details. She loves details. And she's very intense. She's so detail-oriented. Un- no smiling, no warmth. She she's point. very no nonsense. Yeah, she's takes her job very seriously. Takes her job very seriously, and then yeah, she shows them um, their bunkhouse where all the staff lives. They all live on site, and it is like one room with a bunch of little cots next to each other. Like it, like look, it's so wild, um, and it looks like like in Downton Abbey where like the you know the above and below where they like have it just like little cots all mm-hmm. lined up in one room. Um, and she tells them that the, the staff is like a family working on a common mission to run the world's finest restaurant. They work 80 hours a week, starting at 6 a.m. for five hours of prep work, harvesting, gathering, fermenting, slaughtering, butchering, chopping, marinating, steeping, smoking, tempering, liquefying, spherifying. They have four hours for pre-service prep. Supper is four and a half hours long. Then the kitchen has to be scrubbed for two hours. Okay, all of this sounds awful because it's too much. It's too much. It's, it's absolutely too, too much. much. But if it was dialed down, you know, like like fifty percent, I think I would be really on board. You know, like it oh, sounds kind of fun, mean, right? I love a fucking crazy fancy restaurant. And no, and also just like the idea of that being your life, where it's like, oh, if you really loved it, yeah. I mean, if they had their own rooms, <laughs> yeah, I know. Living all in it's one room me- is a little it's too like, much. And we'll get into it. Look, overall. This movie has a lot of fun to it. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. were enough. She says, oh, there were enough moments for me of like, I, I don't buy it, which like I, is fine. But I really do feel like it's like I was talking to Joel about this this morning. Joel, um, <laughs> I was talking to Joel about this this morning that um, 
it fe- I feel about this movie the way that I think like a teacher feels about their star student when they play dries where you just go like, but you're so much smarter than that. Oh, why wouldn't you, why did you take the easy way out? Where it's oh. like, that's maybe unfair. I just had, so, I was like, this is uh, like, it had a lot of potential. I and just feel like it, I, there are a few things that I'm like, wow, interesting. Could you, you have worked a little bit harder to make me buy this. Like just, a, just like a little bit, but not, you don't mean literally like you don't think it's literally copying from another film. You just no, no, mean no, I don't, like, I don't mean it's you just mean, like, it took just, the easy like way that out. Feeling of like disappointment of like, ah, but you, you could it was have like done it. There was so much more you that could have done happened. It. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I also. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what, ha- we'll we'll see see what, what happens, happens, and I shouldn't be negative. Because, um, again, there is, there is a lot of fun to it, but I was just sort of like, them all staying in one room like that, I'm just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, there are a lot of weird little details in it. I I have I think a lot of questions at the yeah. end of this movie. I've, I've well, felt, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. But they, yeah, they continue their tour. They pass the chef's house. He gets his own cabin thing off limits. Not even the staff is allowed to go there. And so they eventually make their way into the dining uh, building, like the, the restaurant, and the dining building, the dining building, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they're all ushered in. And there's this big, heavy door that closes behind them that Margot kind of notices. Uh, we we as an audience are feeling unsettled by that. Will they be leaving this room? We're not sure. We know, we know what movie we bought tickets to. We mm-hmm. saw the trailer. Yeah, well, yeah. we didn't hear, but you know, I did personally. Yeah, some people <laughs> some people have seen it. That's right. And uh, do we get straight into the amuse bouche? <laughs> um, yeah. So we we clock as we come in. We do see an older an old woman. Oh yes. Um. Like in her 80s, probably 70s, 80s, sitting in the corner in sort of like sweats, uh, looking pretty she looks out of place and is just drinking, 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 emptying glasses of wine. So that is just sort of like a oh, OK. But yeah, they come in and um, it's a, like sort of an open kitchen uh, concept. So like there's a dining room, but you can see into the kitchen. You can see all the sh- very like militaristic. Like they're they're all in sync. They're all lined up. They're like really, really intense, as I'm sure you would have to be in, at a restaurant of this um, tier. And Tyler immediately brings Margot over and is like watching that is like, oh, we, let's like look that look at them preparing the, the first course. And he's like asking questions to the chef and he knows what the terminology of like the machines they use. And oh, look at that. You're using like the pro jet or whatever. And um, and he the the sous chef answers like and is like oh yeah yes tyler that is what and he's like oh whoa you know my name and he says oh we make a point of knowing the name of all of our guests and um and then they eventually go and sit back down and tyler's like wow it's he's saying to margo it's so crazy he knew my name and margo's like yeah i noticed you didn't ask his name and he's like oh it's not the point yeah who gives a shit about his name he's a fucking yeah that's the vibe is we have it's like very much like these are rich people and these are the people serving them and we're Getting that dynamic really hammered home. But the tables are about to be turned, right? Am I they right? might be about to be Am turned. Right? Am I right? Am I right? It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. 
So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But are they turned? We'll get to it. Well, we'll get to it. So uh, one of the rules here is no photos. That's really... Tyler breaks that rule pretty much immediately. Yeah. It's very important to him to take photos, which... Again, I've got questions. We'll, we'll get to it. And we'll Margot, this whole thing, she seems very unimpressed by it. It's all very over the top, and she's not in by any means like wow she's sort of like this these fucking yeah she's weirded out she's weirded out by it all and i think the the chef comes and introduces himself um yes we get well so chef comes into the kitchen and tyler's like there's a chef here and Mm. and the the vibe in the whole room is like a celebrity walked in like because it's ray fines because it's ray fines rafe because it's voldemort um so there are, he has a real presence and then they serve the amuse-bouche which is um like little mm, mm, and it's all they do it very have you ever seen chef's table so it does a very like a you know a shot of the food itself with like a title card of what this is and what you know mm-hmm. so we're doing that sort of vibes so we get like the amuse-bouche and um and then after they eat the amuse-bouche yes chef comes out and he uh, introduces himself to them and he does it like this. So he walks out every time before he like talks to the room. He like steps out of the kitchen into the room and he goes <gasps> like loud. They're really loud and claps. Like, and it, I feel like made me jump. That just hurt. I did that too hard. I hurt my hands. I'm really sorry. That stinks. stinks. It's the that rain. Stinks. Stinks. <laughs> it stinks, man. Oh, it stinks. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so then Chef Chef introduces himself. 
And he gives a whole big spiel about uh, it's all very like, again, taking it super, super seriously. He tells them not to eat. I ask you not to eat, but to taste and just, I, I, I feel like it's a very long, it's a long speech. <laughs> this is another huge issue I have with these fancy meals is that like you always leave hungry. Like you just do. Interesting point. It doesn't fill you up because the point is to have this artistic, emotional, existential experience, but it's not to actually like satiate you in mm-hmm. any way. And it's so much money. For then being so hungry afterwards. Yeah, you just like go home and fucking pound crackers. And you're like, I'm just gonna get Papa John's, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking spend a thousand dollars and you're like, and then Papa John's. Please. So it's like we're ordering Papa John's, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, to wash it down. To wa- wash that down with some Papa John's. Um, and so, yes, then they're served their first course, which is called the Island. And it is a one single scallop on like a rock. The plating is really. It's Dominique over Hun. the top. Help them with the plating. And yeah, so they're eating the first course and Margot is not impressed. She's like, that was a whole to do. This is like, this is pretty silly. There was one line I liked. Lillian, the food critic, says, I've never tasted anything so thalassic. What does that mean? <laughs> Thalassa is the primeval spirit of the sea in Greek mythology. It just like it's, it's all very pretentious. Like all of the dialogue of this food critic, it like thinks she is just the hottest shit. Absolute genius. Yeah. And I've never tasted anything so thalassic in my life. It's just, <laughs> I'm stealing that tonight. Tonight. I'm going to say it, tonight, it when take we it get tonight. to dinner. We're going to go get oysters <laughs> and it's going to yeah. be thalassic. <laughs> And um, yeah. the the tech pros are criticizing the plating and they're saying, you know, you're paying for the experience. Like, we'll sit, we'll, like, it's better at this other restaurant. But like, now we can say we've been here and Elsa's overhearing this and not liking what she's hearing. Not liking what she's hearing. Um, and we noticed, Tyler and Margot noticed that Chef from the kitchen is staring at Margot. Yes, because Elsa has whispered to him, and like, it's this clearly the like mix up that this, this she's not supposed to thought. be there. Yep, and and so they notice it, and Tyler's first thought is like, "Oh, chef's staring at you. Why isn't he staring at me?" Like he's like obsessed with this chef. He's so annoying in this movie. Yeah. My God, I just yeah, oh, it's boiling my blood just um, remembering from, from the kitchen staff. We're getting a lot of that typical like we all we were all this is the moment of the bear. We get the whole and a lot of like yes, chef, you know, like a, just a yep. lot of that sort of um, vibe. Um. And uh, and then the sh- then chef comes out to introduce the second course. He comes out and introduces every course. Mm-hmm. He introduces the second course, um, which is the bread course, typically. And he gives a speech about another big speech <laughs> about um, bread has existed for twelve thousand years, and and it's you know it's just flour and water and. Grain represents sixty five percent of all agriculture, and you know it's the food of the common man. But you, my diners, are not the common man. And so you get no bread. So the course is just a breadless bread plate. It has the little dippings for the bread. So it's just a plate with little, it looks like a paint palette of like little tiny sauces, but no bread. And so all the diners are like, oh, that's fucked up. It's full. I'd be so. I love bread so pissed. much. I'd be oh so my God. mad if I'd been given a single scallop and then a, some dots of fucking dip. I would be losing my mind. I mean, for twelve fifty. And also, you know, Papa John's on speed dial. I mean, come uh, on. Papa John's is gonna give you bread. 
if you want bread, Papa's going to give it to you. And th- so we also get like a lot of them are they're sort of laughing. They think it's kind of a joke. The tech bros are annoyed. They ask for bread. Yeah. So they, somebody says like, oh, a restaurant known for its bread is not giving us bread. So like this restaurant does bread. Yeah. Normally. And the tech bros try to like pull a card on them. Like, do you know who we are? Uh, we work with Doug Varick. And Elsa says you work for Doug Varick. And so it's clear, like, both of them know who this person is. Big deal in whatever Wall Street or tech world they work for. Doesn't matter. Who cares? And they ask, please bring us bread. She says no. Like, very matter-of-factly, like, I'm not going to be bringing you bread. So they, they, one of the guys um, is like, he, he's like, okay, fucking just, they, like, can't believe that they're being told no. And she leans in to his ear and she goes, you will eat less than you desire and more than you deserve. And she's then walks intense. away. She's really intense. Um, also, the food critic is like looking at her dips. It's like, oh, it's so clever that he's doing this. I get what he's doing. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, m- my emulsion is broken. Like, ooh, that's real shame. The emulsion is broken. And Elsa immediately brings over a big bowl of emulsion that's broken. And she says, a bowl of a broken emulsion, courtesy of Chef Slowick. And she like looks at him and is like, oh, fuck. Yeah, a real fuck you to a real fuck you. Lillian. Which, if anybody doesn't know, a broken emulsion means that the oil and the... They've separated. They've separated. We, Which we, is we, the we, only type of emulsion I know, I feel like. I feel like oil and vinegar is like, it's always separated. It's always separated. <laughs> if I make a dressing, you better believe I gotta shake it seconds before I pour it on the salad. I think I think a mayonnaise, a homemade mayonnaise is, is an emulsion. And so it's like Sure, you don't want that to be broken. Humiliating for it to be broken. This looked like oil and vinegar to it me. It did. Um... But, but then she was not. She's not pleased about Somewhere it. Somewhere in here, I don't. I don't remember exactly what course it is. But what there's a, a person bringing wine to the table for each. Who's pa- he? He's in succession, right? I don't. I'm he's not sure. That guy. He looked really familiar to me. Yeah, Smollier. And it would make sense because what he does is he bring he introduces one of the wines and says it has been hyper decanted in an immersion blender, which is a succession. That is absolutely a succession. That's uh, Connor. Connor, <laughs> Connor hyper decants, and I was really really tickled by that moment. Connor would go here. Connor would eat here. Oh, Connor would love it. All of them would. Yeah, all, all of them would. would. Um. At one point, I don't exactly remember when, but um, the the couple who's been here before, the older couple, the the wife played by Judith Light, an absolute icon, completely underutilized, underutilized. I, that was uh, one of my main. I'm just like, she what is, is great she doing? In it, but it's like, it's Judith Light. I know. Give her something more to do than this. Give her something more. But she remarks. She keeps being like, that girl keeps staring at us, talking about um margo and be like oh just she looked she says to her husband does she look like clara and he's like no she doesn't look like clara suspicious <laughs> <laughs> at all then um the next course well we get a little speech first which is kind of important we do get margo says to tyler like is it okay that i don't care about all this as much as you do like what well, i'm sorry i just don't find this all that interesting and he gives a speech about like why he loves food so much and why he thinks this is so amazing. And he talks about, he's like, which I thought was, I've seen all of chef's table twice, which is like, that's not that crazy. <laughs> um, but he's like, I, I, you know, some kids growing up, like idolized movie stars or sports players. What is it? athletes? Thank you. <laughs> there it is. Athletes. Um, and he was like, I idolize chefs. Like I, I know this chef, everything he's ever done. I've like followed his whole career and food is so amazing because it is like, it's at the precipice of life and death. Like you're like seeing, you're like eating things as they like 
that used to be alive that are now and it's like plants and it's animals and it's a whole like life cycle on your plate and it's just like really really beautiful to me and he starts crying and it like it, it's a cool speech it is sort of like oh yeah i guess that like is what eating is and um margo's like okay yeah i sort of like okay i i, I sort of get what you're talking about um so it's sort of like one little bit of uh you know you're starting to feel a little bit more towards Nicholas Holtz Barely. for like a second. You sort of understand. No, I, not really. It's, it's our one little thing of being like, what's his deal? And it's like, well, it's this. But also maybe Margot and him are not as close as you would think because she's clearly not. She doesn't really know. know. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. Um, and then Chef comes over to their table uh, to talk to Margot because he's like, you're not eating because she hasn't had any oh, of her Oh, she hasn't eaten dips. anything? Did she uh, have her scallop? I think her- she had her scallop, but she hasn't tried the you know, dips. dips and he's like, you're not eating. And she's like, well, you haven't given me any food. Uh, and he's like, no, I mean, this is like, you need to eat. I've like planned everything out meticulously. Like the menu only works if you eat the menu. Uh, and she says like, I'll decide when I eat and what I eat. She like, says, you told us not to eat. And he says, that's not that's what I meant. meant. And you know that. Yeah. And she's just she's sassy. She's being she's sassy. sassy. And she's everyone not treats as him deferential to him as exactly. everybody else. Um, and he's sort of like thr- he's thrown by this. And when he when Chef walks away, Tyler is like, oh my god, I can't believe you talked to him. He's humiliated. Like, how could you ever have talked to him like that? Oh my god, oh my god, he's gonna hate us. She's like, he's a dick. Like, I don't. Ca- what this is ridiculous. It also is, I think, kind of ridiculous to talk to him that way. <laughs> it's, a, it's like okay, well, you can be less rude but whatever yeah i feel um, like being rude to uh, servers and chefs is like one of the main it's a yeah, very common thing that it's, it's like fucking, a like, big red flag in any i feel like in dating that's like always got, what people say it's like if they're rude to a server we also got a moment of like she didn't pay for this he did tyler like paid her way there which mm-hmm. is like uh, uh, it comes into play and but like for her to be she's so being kind of an asshole. She's being an asshole. Yeah. She's meant to be like our protagonist and she's being a little too rude. I think she's keeping like I don't know, it's like Reed's is really young to me. But is the movie wanting you to think like, ooh, she's cool? Like is the I movie so. casting her in the light of like being I think so. The, she's like the voice of the people. But yeah. it's sort of like I wouldn't be that rude, rude <laughs> right. to the chef. Right. I'm the voice of the people. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, there it is. Um, and then, yes, then we get the next course. And the next course is called Memory. And we get introduced now to the woman in sweatpants chugging wine at a table by herself in the corner. And we find out that this is the chef's mother. And this is when things start to take a turn. Okay. So okay. I also got to say things take a turn for me personally in this moment because he starts to give a speech about where he's from. Oh, I forgot. And this. he... Start. So we sat, me and Sammy and Joel. Joel! <laughs> sat in the movie together. Joel needs to make us more drinks, by the um, way. Oh, yeah. A- actually, Joel, I'm not joking. Say it together. Joel needs to make us more drinks. Well, because he can hear. Joel's listening in the other. Joel? Yeah, but he's at, he's at a delay. He's got a delay, but we're about ready for another round. <laughs> Do you want to come say hi, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> he does it. He does it. Thank you. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joel. So, okay. So we are watching this movie, and and Chef comes out and he goes, "This this course is personal to me. It's called Memory, and I grew up in uh, in Waterloo, Iowa, which is where Joel's from." Yeah, perfect timing. 
<laughs> Joel. Joel. Thank you, Joel. These are Joel's hands, and that that's Joel's face. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Joel. Cor- correspondent. Anybody out there from Waterloo? Waterloo. Holler in the chat. Holler in the chat if you're from Waterloo. Uh, uh, so that was just truly like in this movie where it's like, oh, you've been, you've been brought here and it's a, and like, this was all a big plot to f- who knows what, like this moment happened. I turned to Joel and I was like, are we in it right now? Like what's ha- like, we're, <laughs> why, why? Cause you've I've never once in my life heard someone say they're from Waterloo. It was very weird, but he's, he's, that's what he says. Yeah. From Waterloo, Iowa. Are there, are there screenwriters related to Waterloo, Iowa at all? I know. I I think we need to email and find out. We're going to email. I think we need to email them. We're going to send an email. Anyway, it freaked me the fuck out when you said this. That's freaky. That's freaky. That's freaky. That's freaky. Uh, so he tells he introduces his mother and says, "This is my mother. She was really drunk all the time growing up in Waterloo, Iowa, and uh, my dad was also very drunk all the time. And he would there was a, a night where he got too drunk and he started strangling her with a telephone cord, and I had to break it up by I grabbed some scissors and I stabbed him in the thigh, and then uh, after that was the last time I saw him, I never saw him again. And so this next course is." Uh, it's chicken thigh and it's served with a small pair of scissors stabbed into it and it's going to be tacos. It's like yeah, chicken it, it comes with like homemade with- tortillas mm-hmm. and apparently this is, you know, I don't know that he normally tells the story, but this course is something the restaurant is known for. When it comes, Lillian's like, oh yes, this course, the, you know, taco course. Is it at this moment or earlier in the film that you start thinking this is humans being served to them. <laughs> um, it is not quite yet. It happens a little bit later and I start thinking it and then it doesn't happen. And I go, well, Oh, it doesn't happen. I kind of assume that's kind of what the whole movie is. I never thought it. You never really? thought it. There's nope. one moment and I'll get to it where I was like, what a missed opportunity anyway. Yeah. Oh, I thought that I literally thought if we'd done, the thing I always want to do with movies, which we never do, but it's my most fun thing, which is what? guessing okay, what the do movie's it. about. What do you think the movie's well, about? Well, I thought the movie was going to be about them slowly killing off people and then serving them up for everyone else to eat. That would have been fun. That's not what happens in the movie? No. Really? Really. That's really genuinely what I assume the movie was about. It ain't. Oh, okay. I can't think of any other idea. Uh, that's okay. Does that make you feel more excited for this? Yeah, it does a little. It does a little. Yeah, because it's, it's not nice what you thought it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. Um, so people are a little weirded out by, I think, how much information is shared in this yeah. story. <laughs> a little overly personal. Um, but I think, it's, I think it's kind of a fun, like, perfect midpoint of, like, I guess that's, you know, he's just telling us that well, it's, and like, like, the perfect first unsettling thing. Lillian has said before, I think at one point, Nicholas Holt's character has said, like, every time you come here, it's a new menu, it's a, it's, there's an overarching theme, everything, you know, you never know what it is until the end, so they're, like, prepared for a theatrical evening. This is maybe not quite what they were expecting, but they are sort of, like, this happens here yeah and so on all of the tortillas that are served with this dish are different little little prints like they have laser printed laser printed and images tyler's is printed with photos of him taking photos of the food in the restaurant 
currently and he's um very embarrassed by this and he's like oh my god do you think jeff hates me because he saw me taking pictures but everybody everybody's table is personalized their tortillas are personalized to them mm-hmm The Food Critics is all photos of restaurants that have closed down since she gave them bad reviews. So they're all like supposed to like make them feel bad. Yeah. Uh, The old married couple, it's photos of the guy. What is it? Richard? Richard. Richard with a young escort. And he's like, they're photoshopped. That's, that's, that's not real. That's not real. It's photoshopped on a tortilla. It's photoshopped on a tortilla. It is really funny because it's like. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tortilla, but she's obviously she believes it. And um, it is true. It, it is uh, a real photo. But anyways. Yeah. So the intention is to dig deep into everyone's trauma We're and digging deep. unveil their trauma. We're trying to make to them feel else. bad. Um, the tech douchebags, it's um, it looks like it's like bank accounts and they all look at each other like, fuck, fuck, fuck. It's like uh, some sort of fraud happening. Like so some yeah, proof they, of- they, they call Elsa over and they're like, what, what the fuck is this? Like, what are these? And she goes, I, she's so good in this role. She, she goes, Hong Chao. Yeah, she's incredible. Tortillas. <laughs> and he's like, tortillas? She goes, tortillas deliciosas. <laughs> so funny. And... Um, they're, they're like huddling, like, okay, what the fuck do we do? Like, will this hold up in court? Will these tortillas hold up in court? <laughs> and, uh, oh, they ask her like how, like, yeah. And she's like, a chef, chef never reveals his recipes. And like, they say, we're going to have this place shut down by morning. She's like, that won't be necessary. And they just kind of move past it. I also want to point out John Leguizamo's tortilla is a the like cover of a bad movie that he did. I can't remember. What yeah, it's like called. a movie he's embarrassed by that he's like, oh, that was when I was really like, uh, fucking just taking anything for the yeah. money. And Margot is very annoyed by this little stunt and it, like tells Tyler to send it send it back. Like this is he, they're trying to humiliate. Yeah, she's you. like, you're you're worried if he likes you. Like I don't like him. This is so shitty. Um, and he's like, you don't send food back. He gets really, he's like, you're being a child. You don't send food back here. You're, you're lucky to even be seated here. Um, and she like goes to motion to like get their attention. And he like snaps at her. And is like, don't fuck. And as in doing that, he knocks over a wine glass and it breaks and like causes a commotion. And she gets really fucking pissed. And she's like, you can't talk to me like that. And she gets up and goes to the bathroom. And she's like smoking out of the window in the bathroom and chef comes in. Oh, there's like a line earlier where Tyler had said to her because she was smoking on the dock when they first were leaving. And he says, like, you shouldn't smoke. It's going to like ruin your palate. palate." Um, So she's like sneaking her cigarette and chef comes in and he says, like, you're not supposed to be here. And they have this confusing conversation. She obviously doesn't know what's happening. He seems very overly concerned about her being there and she doesn't know why. And he asks her, he says, I need to know if you're one of them or one of us, which is a crazy thing to be asked at a restaurant. Yeah. I wouldn't know (laughs) what to do with that. And she does. She also doesn't. Uh, and he leaves basically like she doesn't answer and he leaves her. He also asks her her name and she's like, I'm Margaret. And he's like, no, you're not. I've known Margaret's where you're not Margo. And she's like, I don't know what to fucking tell you guy. Um, but then they go back out. She goes back into the dining room and Oh, oh my we've got God. Some drinks coming. We've got some drinks flying in. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> I feel like my instinct would be like, I'm one of you. 
Like I would have just said that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm one of you. Mm, yeah, I'm one of you. Um, the fact that the question is being asked is not a good raising question. alarm bells. Certainly, it's not a good question. Um, but so they come back out, and so they're, they're now it's time for the fourth course, which is called. He says the fourth course called the mess. And they're rolling out a tarp. As they're rolling they're- out a tarp. We're getting nervous. It's Dexter. It's Dexter season one. We're, yeah, we're, we're getting there. And he says, to come out for this course, I'm going to need um, sous chef Jeremy. Sous chef Jeremy, come on out. And he comes out and he stands next to chef. And chef says, you know, this is Jeremy. Jeremy is good. Jeremy is a very good chef, but he's not great. Uh, and he's never ne- going to be great. He's never going to be great. And he, you know, he. Oh, my God. Are oh, my God. Gonna, are they about to kill Jeremy? Well, he says, he says, we'll Jeremy. See. He desperately wants my job, my position, my prestige, my status, my talent. Jeremy has forsaken everything to try to achieve that. He works 20 hours a day. He has no time for friends and family. His entire life is service and pressure to put out the best food in the world. Pressure to please his chef, pressure to please his customers, pressure to please the critics. And even when all goes right and the food is perfect and the customers are happy and the critics are too, there's no way to avoid the mess. The mess you make of your life, of your body, of your health, of your sanity by giving everything you have to pleasing people who will never know. People who you increasingly care nothing about. Jeremy, do you like this life you dreamed about? And he says, no, chef. No, chef. Yeah, really? No, chef. Like very, very intense. Do you like my life? The life you envy? No, chef. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, your fourth course sous chef jeremy's mess and then jeremy takes out a gun and shoots himself in the head what wait 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 what okay so this was something that was discussed pre-meal oh absolutely planned he was like listen jer tonight's your night it's all part of the menu it's all part of the menu the fourth course it's gonna be called the mess and jeremy's like genius chef i love it how's it gonna happen tell me he's like you're gonna take a gun you're gonna shoot yourself in your face and he's like all yes, in chef. a day's work yes chef that's fucking crazy i like don't know what to think about that well at this point the diners are they're freaking out well it's just so it, it starts to enter it was already everything about this was already unbelievable but now that dynamic starts to walk into a realm of like that's just completely unbelievable. Like, is this a cult? Like, Good question. You know, like the fact that he would have them under this level of, you know, hypnosis is truly unbelievable. And Mabel, Mabel. She's cute. She like does like to sit there. Mabel has thoughts too. Mabel, Mabel what do you think? Oh, <laughs> pretty cute. She gave a little, lo- little pretty love Pretty cute. Nudge. Uh, but yeah, everybody's screaming, freaking out, uh, like asking to leave. Uh, Elsa, some, some Lillian is like, it's theater. It's like, theater. It's some theater. of them like, performance. are convincing themselves that this isn't really, the, the, you know, this is all manufactured. No way did he actually kill himself. But some people are really, really freaking out. Elsa's like, going to be tough to leave without the, the boat is gone. The boat is gone. There's no, there's no, no reception here. And Richard is, like jumps up and is like, I'll take care of this. I like I'm going to get us out of here. And they stop him and they say, how are you going to take care of it? And they say, what hand are you going to take care uh, he, of it? You know, with? He says, he says, I- I'll handle it. And so Elsa goes, oh, how will you handle it? With which hand? And he won't answer. She choo- and she's like, I'll choose a hand. 
and they hold his hand down on the table and cut off his ring finger. And at this point, is everyone now kind of convinced mm-hmm. like this? Everyone is, is very upset at this point. I'm very upset at this point. Yeah, Emily hates it. I, I, I hate it. <laughs> I also like they really do. They they stay for a while on him just like sobbing. Mm. Which I was thinking about how much you hate watching somebody suffer. Like, even though I don't really give a fuck about this guy, they've given me no reason to. Watching somebody just like really suffer is hard. Honestly, I forget who Richard is. Who the is older Richard? guy, the one who recognizes Anya. Anya, god oh. damn it. <laughs> um, we don't like him. He's clearly hiring escorts or whatever. Like he had like that picture with you know, but, but, but you don't want to see wanna, him get his ring finger yeah, cut I off. I don't want to watch that. And, and they again he just like sits and sobs for a really long time, which I which I really don't like. And I think they actually like at this point like let everybody know she says anybody else tries to leave and you're gonna lose an appendage yeah it's like we're not hiding it anymore it's like you guys can't leave but like what is their aim ultimately what a good question like what's the motivation (laughs) i I wish we knew i wish we could tell you i wish we knew and elsa asks margo at this point to go join chef in the kitchen chef wants to talk to you and so she goes in there, but Tyler is probably very jealous again. Mm-hmm. Why does he want to talk to you? Why does he want to talk to me? He's so annoying. <laughs> um, and again, Chef asks her, are you with them or, or, or are you with us? And she asks, if I'm with you, do I get to live? Like, clearly something bad is going to happen tonight. And she's obviously aware of that. And he says, no, we're all going to die tonight. It just... Depends on if you want to die with the people who take or the people who give. And mm, her wheels are turning. She doesn't know how to answer. It's like, what is the best game plan here? This is very mm-hmm. weird. Not good. <laughs> it's not good no matter not what. Not good. And he gives her a, t- a kitchen timer, sets it to 15 minutes and says, you have 15 minutes to decide um, if you're with us or with them. And um, and in the mean, we're getting like moments. I think at this point, uh, he said, she, you know, she leaves the kitchen and chef says to the, the sous chefs like plating in 15 minutes. They go, yes, chef. And he says, I love you all. And they say, we love you too, chef. <laughs> so, you know, they love him. And at some point in here, he kind of gives a, another speech, if you can believe it. If you can believe it. But also, I, I want to um, just emphasize how it, Ray Fiennes is so good in it. Ray like, Fiennes is so good in it he at this is point so i'm feeling compelling i'm feeling a little annoyed by the movie at this point uh-huh. but every time Never he's annoyed by him every time he's on screen giving a speech i am absolutely engaged i'm 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 loving it i just could so watch him give speeches good, all day long he is he just commands the room so well does he have a kid who's an actor or am I thinking Rafe Spall, who's Timothy Spall's kid? That's the same oh, first name. Oh, right. Same first name. Yeah, it's just different. But it's it spelled is different. Ra- his is spelled and Rafe. British. His is spelled Rafe. It's spelled Rafe. <laughs> so that's different. I don't know if he has a kid. He has a brother. That's right. Who's his brother? Joseph Fiennes. Fiennes? You said Fiennes. Fine. Sorry. Well, I don't know. What's one of them is no, true, but they fine. probably don't have different last names. Fiends and Fiennes. And he, what is he from? Handmaid's uh, Tale. Right. <laughs> you guys can't see the look Emily just gave me, but it was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say except for the fact that Rafe Fines just gave away that everyone's gonna die tonight. Everyone. He's giving it away. 
Everyone? Everyone? Well, he's about to really give it away. Here, you take you take this. Um, so he gives a speech about kind of why he's doing this and how he's so fed up with the wor- the world, the culinary world, and how it's all. He says he says all my food turns to shit inside a rich man's stomach, which I really. It's struck me. True. It's, literally it's a really true. interesting thing that I've never thought about at, about being a chef or working in the food industry of like how interesting that yes. everything you make does actually actually, actually literally turn, turn, turn into shit. No, that is that is huge. <laughs> that that kind is of fascinating. Huge. I was I really had never thought of that before. I was like that is life changing yeah. information. It does actually quite literally turn to shit. Yes, it does. But like. That's a good thing too, right? You know? I mean, it's you know, it's it's, it's how we it's live. How it, it's how it goes. Yeah, it's this circle of life. Um, but he's going around the room, saying kind of why each person is there a bit, and he goes to the the old rich couple and says, "You guys are regulars. Name one thing you've had here in the last eleven times you've been here." Well, he says, "How many times have you been here?" Oh, yeah, and he goes like uh, six. He goes eleven. Yeah, so they're clearly like not appreciating his food in the way that he wants to be appreciated. They can't. Richard can't name it. They don't let the wife answer. I can't remember her name, but they. He's Judith like underutilized, <laughs> and he's like uh, uh, cod, and he's like it's not cod. It was halibut. He's like fucking filthy. No, she says cod. She, he goes oh. like name one dish you've had, and he can't answer, and she goes like cod. And he goes, it wasn't cod, you fucking donkey. It was halibut. <laughs> you fucking donkey. Rare spotted fucking halibut caught four hours before you got here. So they and don't appreciate. So he's kind of going one by one, telling each of them why they're about to die tonight. And he gets to John Leguizamo and he says... He brings up the movie that was printed on his tortilla and says, I saw I had one day off. A chef's work week is so exhausting and and busy. And I had one chance to watch a movie and I watched your movie and it was so bad, (laughs) which is just it's so dumb. It's It's so stupid. It's simply too dumb. I'm laughing at it because it's dumb. It's not because it's it's not it's like, I guess, a little bit funny in the movie, but it's also just like, oh, what? Like if the whole movie was dumb, then it would make sense. But the yeah. fact that the movie is trying to be serious and trying to be—I mean, it's trying to be a comedy, but it, but it's not trying that to be like kind. It's trying to be like a satire. It's trying to be a smart, intellectual, Again, highbrow you need to comedy. Like, I need to buy yeah. into the through line here for these people. I need to at least believe that they believe why they're doing this and that is my problem with this movie is that again i think all the ingredients are there i think of good enough actors i think it's a good enough premise it's all you got it all you got the brains you got the stuff and then you did you took the easy way out we're just we all come home after a long day of work and what's the first thing we do we take off our bras because they are uncomfortable and constricting and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but... I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer bralette. 
But I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice like mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I, I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> so John Leguizamo's there with his assistant and she's kind of like, why am I here? Like, why do I have to die? And... He looks at her and says, what college did you go to? And she says, Brown. He says, do you have student loans? And she says, no. And he's like, there you go. That's why. Which again, like, it's no. heavy, It's very heavy handed. It's just like, no. Yeah, it's dumb. And um, the tech bros at this point are yelling and being like, Doug Varick, he owns this island. He owns this restaurant. He owns you. And they're like, oh, like, yeah, that's interesting. You bring him up. And they turn on some spotlights outside and hanging f- from, I don't know what, hanging in the sky yeah. above the ocean is Doug Varick in angel wings. And again, another speech from Chef about how Doug Varick used to own him or something. And he's yeah. like, I decided I like I I'm not going to be. I don't know, whatever. He just is basically like he chef lost his way. He allowed himself to be bought. He allowed himself to become a chef only for these people. This isn't like what he loves or cares about or why he got into this. And so he's like freeing himself of this and they drop by killing everyone. around him, And they drop Doug Varick into the ocean and drown him. Oh, so he was alive before this. He was alive when he was hanging up in the wings. Okay. So this is where to understand. It's just weird, you know. All the <laughs> it's things just that, weird. All the things that are happening in this movie are just weird. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily feeling Again, any real emotion s- about anything. I'm just like, huh? <laughs> this is happening now. Yeah. Okay. I'm not scared. No, no, you're not scared. I'm not scared really um they didn't do a good job of building real relationships whatsoever that's that's my okay we said we were gonna do this uh, but we're gonna do it i don't care about anyone yeah i care about ray fines because he's such a good actor (laughs) like i can't like he's such he's giving such a good performance but i I don't care about anya's character i don't care about nick just casually saying i i I, I was so proud of myself i was like just go just Blow past it. Just keep. 
keep talking. Um, I and there's and again we'll get there, but there are I'm like ooh I I wish I could. And I don't actually wonder because I don't want to write, but I wish I could take a pass on this movie and be like, here are the thing, here are the dials you need to turn. Everything is dealt with the like same amount of stakes. Every person is dealt with the same amount of empathy. And it's just sort of like what what I talked about is like, has anybody watched the Great British Baking Show? You guys don't. Okay. I've seen a bit. Yes, I have. Uh, okay, so a big critique they give people sometimes is style over substance, where they're like, mm, you yeah. paid attention to the like making this bake look really cool, but it doesn't taste that good. And mm. this movie to me is very style over substance, where yeah. it's like, you ha- again, you have the ingredients. You, I get. I'm like, I'm, I'm all in. I wanted to love this movie, and it's just like you just focused on the style a little too much. And here's Mabel. Oh, she's going. Um, she's gone. Um, we needed Ray Fiennes to have some kind of backstory that was immediately emotionally compelling that we were attracted to. And then halfway through the movie, we needed there to be a big reveal that Margot was somehow attached to that story. And this is great. See, we should have done a collective do. pass because I wasn't even thinking about that, but we should have done a collective pass. They just needed to build up some, you know, you're building up cash in your bank, well, right? we're going to get to a big thing, they a big that. thing that I have so many Oh my notes. God, how much? Wait, where are we in the movie? More oh, than halfway. So much more. No, 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 we're no, we're more than halfway. We're 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 very we're like I would say this is uh we're two thirds of the way through. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Mabel used to sit in my lap every, every single time. recording. Every single recording. I feel like there's a moment. It's in the hereditary episode, right, where George says something to Mabel, and there's like no context for it. Anyway, he's talking to her. If people ever didn't know, it's we used to record at my old place where Mabel was the fucking star of the show, and she loves to be on laps. She loves the lap. She's a good girl. Mm-hmm. She's a really good girl. Um, okay, okay. At this point, Margot's timer goes off. It's been fifteen minutes, and so now Elsa comes up and is like, "Okay, Chef wants to talk to you in his office." So Margot goes to Chef's office and basically reveals, "Okay, yes, I'm an escort. Tyler hired me for the evening." Um, her name is not Margot. Her yeah, name is her Aaron. Name is Aaron. Um, and he says too, he's like, you know, you're Richard. not a Margo. You're not. I've seen Margo's. It's just a, also a crazy thing this to say. Crazy. Um, <laughs> but he also asks, he's like, you know, Mr. Lee Brandt as well. And she's like, yeah, he hired me once. And we get this reveal of just like, Ooh, uh, he hired her and asked her to dress like his daughter and like, and like talk about how she loved him. I love you, daddy and stuff like that while he jerked off in front of her, which is like, that's probably the scariest part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Wait, which one's Mr. Liebrand? The is older man. Richard? Who got his, the one who got his finger finger cut, off, cut yeah. off. Oh, gross. Which is just okay. like, okay. Um, and so chef basically decides, he's like, you're with us. Like, I know you, you're, you're just like us. You're not with them. You'll die with us. Um, and then it is time for the next course for which they were like, okay, time to go outside. We're going outside for the next course. Let's take some fresh air. So they all go outside. And, uh, another sous chef is given the mic basically for this course. Uh, what is her name? Catherine or something. Something like that. Catherine sounds right. Um, and she says, uh, chef, chef Slowick, um, like made a pass at made me. Made a pass at me once, and I rejected him. A couple him. years ago, I rejected him. He tried again. I rejected him again, and but he didn't fire me. But he didn't fire me. He just like wouldn't make eye contact with me. Wouldn't talk to me. I saw all the men around me getting promoted around me, and there's like some commentary here on being a woman in the in the 
culinary world wouldn't promote me even though I'm better than everybody. So the next course is called humiliation. Mm. And she takes, I don't know, some scissors or a knife and she stabs chef in the thigh. And he, he just, he, it's obvious. It's clear that this is like a plan. This is everyone yes. knows what's about to happen. Chef does not react. He like takes getting stabbed. In the th- he, it looks like it hurts, but he's like, yes, thank you. You did what we planned. And he, he, he tells her, he apologizes to her. I'm sorry. Um, and then they say for this course, all the men, you're going to get a 45 second head start and you can run and try to hide. And then the rest of our staff are going to try to find you. And they go, okay, go. And they all start to run, except for fucking Tyler, who just stays there. And he's like, no, you two, you have to run. And he's like, okay. And then they get a 45 second head start. And then the staff run after them. And then the, all the women and Catherine go back inside and sit and have like a regular course around one table while the men are running and hiding and trying to get away. We see cuts of or like clips of them getting found out. And but again, like nothing really happens. It's, it's just. Yeah, it's very hard to latch on to anything that's happening this week because everything is so it, nobody is acting. I feel like how anyone in this situation would act. And so it just is. It's just really weird. Again, I'm just like, huh. OK, this is happening now, I guess. I'm just going to watch this happen. Yeah. I mean, we watch. They all try no to run away. They all it. get brought back. They, all the men come back into the room and they're all like a bit beaten up. You know, they're bruised and bloodied. But like we don't see it happen. We don't really get They're sort of like, OK, they got found and brought back in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right. Um, I guess they needed to fill time. And then we get, Chef comes out and he goes, okay, it's time for the next course. But before we can do the next course, I need to sort of, there's an elephant in the room I need to address. And that is that Tyler mm. has known the whole time what this was. <gasps> what? I have been communicating with Tyler for months about him coming tonight. What? He's helped me organize it, I guess. I don't fucking know. Um, And and I told him that everybody was going to die tonight. What? And so he hired, he says to Margaret, he hired you to join him tonight knowing that you were going to die. And he did that because we don't serve single diners here. And so he just hired someone knowing that he was bringing them to their death. Well, why did they make such a big deal out of the fact that he wasn't with his like wife or whatever then? If they knew that he was going to bring... They didn't know that he was going to bring... He changed that up on them in the last minute. Yeah, that was a change up. They were planning on it, him, be, him, him and being his, there with his girlfriend, but they yeah. broke up. And so because he knew they didn't serve single diners, he hired Margot to come with him. And so so Chef I was see. like... I see, I see. He knew that he was sentencing you to death. And then he's, he's like, Tyler, you love food so much. Why don't you cook our next well, course? Margo's also like absolutely furious. By oh, it. Like she's enraged. Yeah, she tries she, to like lunge at the table and like. As you would be. Yeah. Uh, it's like. Yes. You hired me to come die. But they, they pull her off and then they bring Tyler back into the kitchen. Separate them. And so they're like, OK, Tyler, you like love food. You've watched Chef's Table twice. <laughs> um, why don't you <laughs> cook us dinner? And so he like is really flustered and he's like, chef's like, what are you going to cook? And he's like, uh, uh, lamb. Great. 
here's a lamb. What do you want to cook with it? Uh, uh, shallots and leeks. And, and starts like chopping it and is really terrible at it and is a really terrible chef. He's like, leeks with butter. Like, oh my God. Oh my a God. Culinary invention that we did not ever think about. Yeah, chef is just like fucking. He's really making fun of him. Roasting him as he does this. He tries to cook it, uh, plates it for chef. Chef takes a bite and is like, mmm. It's just disgusting. <laughs> um, and humiliates him and then whispers something in his ear. And Tyler goes like, oh. like nods and is like, okay. And like, and then Tyler alone walks to the, the back of the restaurant. We don't see where he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then chef says to Margot, uh, he's like, okay, uh, you're one of us. So you're going to help us prepare dessert. Go to the smokehouse and get this barrel. We need the barrel for dessert. Elsa, who is there with them, he's like, Elsa forgot to get the barrel. So you're going to go get the barrel. And he makes Elsa give her the key to the smokehouse. And he sends Marco out to go get this barrel. She goes out and gets it and like immediately finds a knife. Well, she instead, instead of going to the smokehouse, she goes to chef's house. She like on her way there is like, oh, I'm going to go to chef's house instead. Gets a knife. Gets in, finds a knife. We see a little shot of Elsa lurking in the shadows, which actually I think that did kind of. That scared me. Scared me because you can't quite make out who it is. And I was like, what's this now? Is it like an interesting new development? No, it's 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 just just Elsa. Elsa. But um, we know some sort of confrontation is about to happen. She's. Oh, I think it happens like immediately and they get yes. into Elsa basically comes up and is like, you've been ruining this night since you got here. You've like made everything complicated. Clearly I, have like a, they had a very specific plan. So they start it. fighting like literally fucking fist fighting knives. and knives and flying kitchen equipment. Oh, sorry. We forgot to mention she walks into chef's house and she sees chef's bedroom is an exact replica of the restaurant, but with a bed in it. And, and again, we don't really deal with that we just go like well that's weird <laughs> yes there's so many oh, things that are just like weird. feel like they should be explained as part of the plot and it's just I'm like, not I'm, mad I'm just we're disappointed just disappointed you know it's just it's um, just a bummer but yeah they get in a big brawl um and on Anya Anya fuck I thought I just said it right that time <laughs> Margot finally is able to get the upper hand and, and kills Elsa stabs her stabs her in the throat stabs her in the throat so Elsa's dead and she takes Elsa's keys off of her and uh, uses them to unlock a like mystery door in Chef's house. And she walks in and it's just like a weird little bunker with old pictures of him where when he was like a young chef making cheeseburgers and looking really happy. <laughs> um, and when she's in there, she also sees a radio and she picks it up like with a walkie. And it seems like she's going to use it to like call for help. Um, but cut cut to her re-entering Hawthorne the restaurant with the barrel, giving it to Chef, and it is like sits back down. She's all disheveled. She's gotten into a fucking knife fight. Um but she like comes back, she brings him the barrel. Great. Time for the next course. The chef chef gets up to like introduce the next course. He quotes Martin Luther King. Uh to which <laughs> I forgot that about was funny. That. And the tech pros, one of whom is black, they turn to each other and they're like, Did you just, did you just quote Martin, Martin Luther King? Luther King? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, we don't know whose fucking side we're supposed to be on in this shit. Um, and then in the distance, because the wall of Hawthorne is all windows, basically, like any rich place would be. And we see mm-hmm. out onto the water a Coast Guard boat approaching. 
and I think Ju- uh, Lillian or somebody says to um, Marco, like, did you call for help? And she's like, yeah, I did. So they're like, oh, my God, we're saved. We're saved. They're not saved. Well, maybe. <laughs> and as, so the, the, all the staff obviously sees the Coast Guard boat approaching and they immediately go into like cleanup mode and they start like tending to people's wounds and like making it look normal. And they say like... If any of you say anybody, you'll be responsible for the death of a of a perfectly innocent yeah. person. Like, think about that. So think about that. Act, act fucking normal, or he, this guy's gonna like, die. We're obviously all uh, we're willing to kill and willing him. to murder. So like, if you do talk to him, he will just be another victim here. So just everybody just know that. Yeah. And so he walks in to a very weird setting of mm. people like mm. like. Mm-mm. <laughs> really wanting to ask for help but unsure about it and the coast guard is asking is, is everybody okay i got a distress call and like did anyone place that call and they're all like no uh, no we we didn't and he's looking really suspicious and doesn't know what to make of this situation and then he's scanning the room everyone's looking very weird <laughs> And he spots John Leguizamo and is like, oh, my God, like, I'm such a huge fan. I loved your movie and names, whatever movie that that fucking chef hated. And chef, I think, says, do you want an autograph? Offers it up for him. And he's like, oh, I don't want to. I don't. That's, you know, I don't want to. That's not my place. And he's like, he's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Just go ahead. And so he goes to get an autograph and we're seeing John Leguizamo like, he, he, yeah, yeah, I give you an autograph. Like, no problem. And we know that he's obviously going to write a little message and he's has a big smile to chef, like just signing an autograph. No big deal. And hands him the paper. And as the Coast Guard like folds it and walks away, he's like, thank you so much. Wow, that's so cool. This is so exciting. And as he's walking away, he, He's like, all right, if everything's good here, like, I guess I'll leave. And they're like, yeah, everything's good. And then he looks at the autograph and it says, help us. And he draws his gun. He has a gun. And he's like, what's going What's going on? Something's going on here. Like hands in your head, but points it at chef. Points it at chef. Doesn't know what's happening. And it's this tense moment of everyone's like, oh, my God. Yes. And I think at that point, everyone starts screaming like, yes, yes help us, help us, help us. We're captive. And he he's he doesn't know where to point the gun. He's shifting it around like who to shoot. He doesn't know. And we're all very stressed. And then he points it at Margot and then at the unlit candle on Margot's table and he pulls the trigger and it's a lighter and he lights the candle and he then pulls the gun back like he's just completed <laughs> his performance. Oh what? Immediately God. takes his Coast Guard uniform off to reveal a chef's coat underneath no. and he's a sous chef. Why? Why? Okay. I have notes about this Mabel, as well. Mabel hates it. Mabel hates Mabel it. Hates and she's it. right. And you're right, Mabel. And Mabel good job. It. We should want more. We should expect more. We should and expect we should be disappointed more. in the way that this transpired. I just, my thought for this, which I guess we'll say now, is that like, they should have killed him. Because every, because... Right. Kill him and then be like, oh, and just by the way, he was never here to save you. He was one of us. Everyone's there to die. Make them feel like shit because they took somebody's life for a yeah. second. Anyway, I've got thoughts. A note. We have a note. We've, I have more notes than this. Anyway. Hey. Um, after this happens, Chef is fucking 
pissed at Mark when he goes, you called for help. You're, you're one of them. Not one of us. You're dying with them. You're going to die with them. You're a taker like everybody else. And so now it's time to prepare the dessert course. And Chef turns around to go back to the kitchen to prepare the dessert course. And Margo, get, we see her get this idea. We see a little... We see a little light in her eyes like she's got an idea and Chef has turned away and Margot stands out from her chair and she goes. <laughs> and he turns around and she says, I would like to send my food back. I haven't liked my food. I'm sending it back. And he goes, truly with that exact vibe. I don't like it. I'm sending it back. <laughs> and she says, your food, it, the way this speech is delivered, it's as if, it is as if it is earth shattering. And it's like, your food isn't made with love. There's no love in your food. There's no love in it at all. And I'm sending it back. <laughs> and she goes, I'm still hungry. He goes, oh, you're still hungry? What, what do you want? She goes, Papa John's. Papa John's. <laughs> she goes, pull it, give me a phone. Does Papa John's deliver to this island? Where's the Papa? Um, she goes, she goes, Papa, Papa. <laughs> she says, I want a cheeseburger. Because she has seen the photo she's of him photo in his happier days, flipping burgers. And she she's goes, bringing it back. This is a Pixar movie, essentially. Yeah. She goes, honest. I doubt you can even make one. And he goes, Oh, I, I can make one. I'll make you the most perfect. I'll make you the most perfect cheeseburger you've ever had. And she goes, Okay, if you can, I don't think you can. And then we see him go to the kitchen, and she goes, I with American cheese. And he goes, American cheese is the best possible cheese for a cheeseburger <laughs> <laughs> because it melts without splitting. And she goes, okay, make me a cheeseburger. This and we, and we watch him make a cheeseburger. It looks really fucking good. Yeah, He's so excited about it. He's so happy. And he goes, she, he goes with fries? And she says, yes. He goes, crinkle cut or regular? <laughs> <laughs> so he makes her a cheeseburger and fries. I'm thinking, why on earth does this kitchen have American cheese? There's no way in hell this kitchen has American cheese on hand. But he makes her a cheeseburger. And serves it to her. And the whole room is silent. We're watching. The cheeseburger is placed in front of her. It's a double. She takes a bite. This bun, she has, He has buns with fucking sesame seeds on them. No way in hell does this kitchen have buns with sesame seeds on them. <laughs> <laughs> and she takes a bite. And she goes, mm, it's really good. This is a really good cheeseburger. But I think my eyes were a little bit too big for my stomach. And I'd like to take the rest to go. And he goes, hmm. can we get a, can we get a doggy bag for this cheeseburger? And he tells the staff, can we get a doggy bag for this cheeseburger? <laughs> and they wrap it up. Stop it. And they put it in a doggy bag. Stop it. And he says, thank you so much for dying no. at Hawthorne. No. And she gets up and she starts walking out. She turns, looks back at the room and Judith Light in her one fucking shining moment goes like, And she walks out of the restaurant. They open the door for her. Uh -huh. She walks out of the restaurant with her cheeseburger. Uh-huh. And she leaves. <gasps> and she leaves. <laughs> Wait, and then what? And then 
It's time for dessert, baby. And he gives a speech. No, another speech. Another speech. <laughs> this this whole time, I feel like uh, people have been like pouring a little bit of chocolate on the floor. Yeah, we're like setting. We're setting up for dessert. Wait, okay, setting so up for dessert. Anya Taylor, she's gone. Anya Taylor, incredible, incredible, incredible pronunciation. Incredible pronunciation. <laughs> Correct she's pronunciation. Gone, she's incredible gone. pronunciation. She's gone. She's gone. She's gone. She walked. She walked out. And we see her. Meanwhile, we're cutting back and forth. She's like trying to. She tricked him. She tricked him. <laughs> she tricked him. She got him. <laughs> she asked for her food to go. She got him. She fucking got him. <laughs> wow. I mean. 10 out of 10. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so stupid. meanwhile, it's time for dessert. And so he's giving a speech about, I don't know, uh, s'mores and how s'mores are stupid. I don't know. But he, so meanwhile, all the staff are putting onto everybody a, um, ma- a marshmallow, uh, sort of like cape. <laughs> Very okay. midsummer. Ooh, cool. Marshmallow cape and a little Love chocolate it. hat. It's getting placed onto every diner and they're spreading grim cracker crumbs on the floor and <laughs> chocolate and they're making it look beautiful. And then also lighter fluid and douse. I can't lift my arms on this shirt, so I'm like... <laughs> 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 um, lighter fluid and talking about dessert and s'mores and whatever. I don't know, fucking speech. And, sh- and then Chef stands in the center of the room and his staff light a match and they light him on fire and he goes up in flames and the room goes up in flames and we're watching everybody nobody screams nobody screams nobody's in pain also all of the the customers at this like nobody seems to be nobody's fighting it nobody's fighting upset. it nobody no, like okay another note that joel and i had okay i just watched midsommar i did, did finally watch it and the people who get burned alive at the end of that movie are there willingly. They're there. They, they, they believe scream. in it and they scream. You would scream. Because being burned alive would be the worst <laughs> thing ever. You would be in so much. You wouldn't be. It wouldn't. It's not even a choice to scream. You would scream. Your life force would require it. Involuntarily. Yes, you would react because, oh my God, you're being burned alive. Can you imagine being burned alive and no. just not just screaming, not just sitting there? It's, uh, none of them are resisting. Nobody, not, even even the staff, nobody reacts. Nobody screams. It just is really discounting. Human survival instinct is pretty strong. At, and it, this is a group of what, like 40 people at least. Somebody some of them are going to be like, oh, oh my God, God, I changed my Wait, mind. Holy <laughs> shit. We also completely yeah, Nicholas Holt. past sorry when Anya Anya <laughs> when Anya goes to get the barrel she walks past Nicholas Holt has hanged himself oh which is like yeah we blipped past it because our fucking one of our lead characters hangs himself off screen off screen he hangs himself we don't deal with it and like what is his motivation in why? anything why did he do any of this anyway, he just wanted that food and it's it. like what it's one of the food anyway so the whole fucking restaurant goes up in flames everybody dies everybody burns and we see Anya watching from the coast guard boat eating her fucking cheeseburger as the whole place fucking explodes and that's the end of the movie she's wiping her mouth I hate this. <laughs> I wasn't fond of it. I myself. wasn't fond of it. I wasn't fond of it. I'm disappointed because okay, we okay. are just disappointed. Oh my God. Uh, so I love like there's so much possibility here. 
so much possibility it's here. It's like a fun. Okay, wait, there's a lot of horror movies where at the end we're like, it's about, it's all about the capital. Capitalism was the uh, yeah, and this had that, and I'm just like, I don't know, it like kind of. It fell short in so many. It felt like it was like it it believed it was doing that, therefore they didn't actually try. Like I was like, I, I, I do it though, like do it. Making her an escort was such a cop out because immediately such she had no connection to literally anyone. And I guess the old guy recognized her because like she had been an escort he'd used or yes, something. He hired her to be his daughter. So that's the like one fucking okay. connection. But like that in and of itself, our main character immediately, immediately is placed far away from yeah, everyone and we else. Didn't, we didn't empathize with her to begin with because she was being a fucking dick. And and Nicholas Holt, the, like, oh, my God, the, the twist of like he's known the whole time. If we had cared about him even this much, we didn't. He was a dick the whole time. And like he wasn't acting again. This is really nitpicky. And I, I love Nicholas. Holt. I think he's such a good actor. I'm, I'm not that, joking though. It like made me like him less. Well, because like, <laughs> can we talk about what else he's been in? Because I'm having a mind blank. I can't even think. Of Mad this. Max. He was in a movie called Warm Bodies. Mad Max. Warm Bodies. He's great in Warm Bodies. He's so good in Warm Bodies. Uh, the Great, which I haven't seen, but people love it. Oh, he was in um, uh, X Men. <laughs> yes, X Men. He's a gorilla foot guy. Wasn't he in uh, The Favorite? He. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure or he is. About the, the Great. The great and the favorite. I think he's in the favorite. But, okay, you know he's a very good actor. I really like him. And but so I was like, if this is this man's, he know he. So we're meant to believe that he knows going into this, he's going to die. He is not acting like a man who knows he's about to die in any why, way, shape, or form. Why? Why? Why would you be taking photos of everything? Why would that be your? You're going to die. You're about to die. Your phone is going to burn in the flames. What are you doing? Who gives a shit about the photos? Even. <laughs> Even if they gave us a little moment of him being like, I have to post these so people know I was here. Mm. I would get that. Yeah, that would make more sense. And, they didn't do that. And if he were trying to trying to give Anya the best night of her life because he knows she's going to die. Right. Like he doesn't care about her having it. It just it was just like and we know nothing about a twist his, that lands. It his didn't wife land. or girlfriend. We know nothing about that nothing. relationship either. Like it's not like he's been affected by that whatsoever. He's not like recovering from a breakup. Again, I, heartbroken. I hate when we so we watch this movie and I hate to feel like we're going into a recap. Being like I hate. I never want to be the kind of person who watches so many movies, thinks about so many shows that I can't you find joy. Get cynical. I don't want to get cynical. I don't want to like not be like well there's a there's a flaw and so I don't like because I'm so smart I wanted to love it I wanted to love it I I'm like down to be taken for a ride and I just feel like it thought it was being so smart that it didn't bother to do it well it's and not, that bothers me it's not about it having a flaw because that's not really it's more that it just didn't care to build any kind of emotional connection whatsoever with anyone and you have it's such a good team too like all the actors are so good all like the direction it's that you had every element like nicholas holt could have done that he is such a good actor and it was just like not we weren't doing it and maybe it was really, maybe me. it was the editors at the end of the game. Maybe it was the editors. Okay. Okay, rude. Okay, rude. I think it's a script. I I love I'm lately I'm always shitting on the script. Listen, but, don't worry, darling. But I just feel I just I wanted to love it. I wanted to love it. And I didn't. 
It, it's one of the weirdest movies I think it's I've ever weird. seen. It's pretty weird. I just, it's one of those movies that you're like, huh? Like so many people have to be involved in the making of a movie. It takes so much work. There's so, so many, many people fucking that read the script. In the kitchen. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, and it's just, it just is interesting to me. You have to really like. You spend uh, dedicate so much like time and energy to making a movie, and it's like, how did anyone get like f- fucking pumped to make this movie? It felt to me like people being thinking, okay, wow, Succession huge right now. People love the demise of rich people. Okay, the bear huge right now. We love chef shit and being like, let's just make that without like do like none of the why in Succession again. It's a hard bar to compare things to because it's the best show of all time. But it's like you, even if you hate everybody, you care about them. I didn't care about anyone, which is hard to do. I suppose in a, you only have two hours in a movie. I wonder if it's like a a problem of like TV people making a movie where you don't have like 10 hours to flesh out. Like they, stuffed this ensemble cast and then just weren't able to <laughs> make any of it uh, yeah. worth But, it. you know, it is what it is. Oh my god. <laughs> it is what it is. I still loved hearing you guys recap it. Thank you so much. Oh my god. I enjoyed every second of it and I love you so much and I honestly, it was a goddamn blessing. My microphone went out because it, that meant I just got to sit back and enjoy. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we did. Is something wrong? Joel, is it still streaming? Uh oh. Joel? Still going. Still it's going. Still going, Joel says. Joel says it's still going. Okay, I, okay, okay. So let's wrap it up. Wait, I wanted to ask you guys because it, it ends with her, you know, at like very fancy restaurants, they give you the menu at the end so you can remember. And so it ends with her like wiping her mouth with the menu that right. he gave her in his to go bag. And I just want to know if you guys have ever gone to a restaurant where they give you the menu at the end. Never have. I've gone to one. <laughs> <laughs> what? Tell us. Which Where? one? Which one? It was in Bellingham, Washington. <gasps> and when she was there for Hornets. 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 Attack of the Murder Hornets available on Discovery Plus. Check it out. Great doc. I, I edited it. It's a really good doc. Edited I loved it. it. And our the director treated us to this very fancy meal. And everyone I was with had clearly had a a couple fancy meals before Mm. in their lives. And they were all saying like, what's the best meal you guys have ever had? And I was like, well, mine is this one, obviously. Obviously. (laughs) I had no other stories to share, but then I I was so confused at the end. They like give you the menu and it feels like Like to remember it by it's like, felt like it's like, is this homework? Like, what do I do with this? I don't know. It's very weird, but, um, but I did, I did keep it for a little while and I just thought what an interesting, that is interesting. That very fancy restaurant. Get me like what was that thing we had in the the, the fancy? So we did um, at, like early pandemic days. We were doing a lot of takeout, and um, we ordered from Vespertine a few times, which is a very fancy mm. restaurant in LA that is known for doing like a full experience. Like it's like floors of different. It's a whole thing. But we did their takeout a few times, and they. I mean, obviously that would come with a menu, but it was very like deliberate and intentional, and like course by course. And that's the only thing I can compare that to. But I wonder. I wouldn't be surprised if if you actually go there in person, they give you a menu, but we never have. Yeah, 
I, that's living in such an analog world. Like who even, you can always look it up. Who even lives in that type of world anymore? Like I don't own anything physical at all besides the things that I like have to have to absolutely like yeah. owning a menu that is taking up space and the very limited well, amount so of like space that you, I have. Where do you put it? You know, I'm not going to keep it. Like, am I going to become a scrapbooker? Am I going to become that type of woman? <laughs> Am I gonna give you a scrapbooker? Okay, how dare you make fun of me? Say that. <laughs> sorry. A scrapbooker. <laughs> scrapbooker. No, am I gonna become a scrapbooker? I don't know. <laughs> I could, but I don't oh, think that's no. in my future. And nonetheless, it's the type of thing you own for like a year, and then you look at it and you're like, am Oh my god, I? even a year is too much. Yeah. I'm gonna put it away. Yeah. I'm gonna throw it out. Yeah. Um, on that note, do we do it? You guys, thank you for. Okay, this was really fun. Thank you for. Uh, not a not a hitch, not a single not, hitch. What's, what my favorite thing about this is that nothing went wrong. Nothing went wrong, uh, and it was like, a smooth sailing start I, to finish. I, what I'm going to take away from this the most is how seamless it was. So seamless, and it was seamless, and it was good, and nobody has any complaints. Uh, okay, okay. I just want to say. I just want to say. I just want to say. We've been doing this podcast for three. In a half years. We're out of like 170 episodes. And this, at the very beginning, this to me is the closest we've gotten to the beginning energy. Of like <laughs> us on my couch, a lead to be drunk, ha- just hanging out with our friends is why we started this podcast. That's like what it is this to is me. True. And we get to do it so rarely now. And I just like, this is really, this is why, I, we, this I is why we do sorry. it, folks. I am sorry that people paid money and gave their time to like watch this. But for me, this is like what, it all is, and I am just, I'll never not be so grateful that I, had I a great get time. to do this. I had a great time. With my friends and fucking making Joel bring us drinks, and it's just, this is all I ever want. <laughs> this is so cool. We hope you guys enjoyed yourselves as well, and we'll do it again sometime soon, I'm sure. And do we have anything else to say? Is that it? I think that's it. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Um, this is just, this is so cool. This is so cool. <laughs> we love you guys so much. We really love you. We really love Thank you. Thank you, you so for much. joining us. This movie was not good and not scary, but there were some good elements. There were some and good some elements. Scary and elements. some scary elements. I was scared at a point. In watching it. And I we was. Kn- we know how to say Rafe. We know how Rafe. to say Anya. Anya. These so, names are crazy. This is not how they're spelled. They should not be this way, but it is what it is. But we've, we've, we've learned it, and this was worth all of our time. I'm sure of it. I think it's worth all of our time. Okay. We should say okay. goodbye. We, should we, say we, should we love you guys. We really love you guys. We, we really, so really much. do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wow. Oh, I have to end it. I have to end it. You have to end it. Yeah. Yes, we do have it to leave. It doesn't end until I end it. So I'm going to end it. And here I go. Here's the mouse. We love you guys. Have a love great you. night. Happy holidays. We love you. Bye. Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other 
cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSTW podcast. All right. We love you all forever and ever starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast.